this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. This is the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans, with superfans, for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me, i got my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing, mate? Buckles, my man. How are you? I'm very well. Um, what a great week of Survivor we just had. We even had to do an emergency podcast. If you haven't listened to that, I really recommend going back and doing that first, because we won't go into as much detail as we did on that one. Um, so it's definitely worth a listen, just to get our full thoughts, and we'll briefly touch over it, as well as our guests might have some thoughts on it we haven't discussed yet. Yes, yes. I am very excited for the guest today. This guest has knocked me out of at least two Survivor Minis, and he is a character on the new season, the second season of Canberra Survivor, The Ultimate Sacrifice. Today we have James Wolf. James, how you doing, mate? Hey, ahoy, lads. Uh, yeah, no, great. Good, going well. Good to be a part of the podcast, and uh, look forward to chatting a bit of shit about, um, you know, about Survivor and... Yeah, excited. Well, mate, I've 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 had some banter with you over the years, and we can definitely chat some shit. So I'm excited as well. Um, I guess we'll probably, we'll probably have to keep it PG though. I mean, we can't go into you know too we can't go into too much depth. I mean, otherwise it might not be age appropriate for the kids out there. Oh, that's 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 understandable. That's understandable. We better we'll be we'll be nice. We'll be good. And it's time to discuss the week that wasn't Survivor with. Quick recap with Mac. Jerry goes back to the Heroes Tribe after his two days with the villains. The villains lose the immunity challenge. Steve and Simon want to get George in Operation Anaconda. Geordie and Fraser join George, Liz and Shawnee uh, to vote for Simon. Geordie tells George about Simon's idol. At Tribal Council, Simon wins immunity. They vote. George plays his idol. He tells Simon to save Stevie. Two votes George, two votes Stevie, three votes Fraser. Fraser goes home. Episode 8, the Monday night episode. Jerry exposes the hierarchy of the heroes. He is not happy. Shawnee finds an idol. Off to the immunity challenge, the villains win. Paige says Shawnee dropped the box. Ben finds an idol. Plans to bury Shawnee at Tribal Council. Off to Tribal. Ben tells the girls to vote Shawnee. He plays his idol and Shawnee is sent home. Episode 9, Tuesday. George wins a reward challenge at the auction. $60,000. He takes Liz, Shawnee... And Shawnee finds an idol. Tribe swaps. Villains are stacked and jacks and wins the immunity challenge. George wants to go Paige with Shawnee, Stevie and Jerry. Paige wants to go George with Flick, Matt and Ben. They think Jerry's with them. Shawnee plays her idol for George. He goes home. And that is the quick recap with Mac. Well, well, thank you, Mac, for um, letting me know what happened this week. It's not like I re-watched it a million times. <laughs> Just in case you missed something. Just so I thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. But I did want to assure you boys, there's no need to worry. Only three episodes three episodes to go, watching these supervillains crush the heroes at challenges, and then we can merge. <laughs> um, I'm starting to feel a little bit like season one, Sinapu versus Vavau. <laughs> what are you feeling, Mac? Yeah, look, it looks like a massacre. As Simon said, they're, they're, they're jacked, they're stacked. Who's going to beat them? Like, it was, it was a mismatch in the first challenge. Um... They just got everyone, don't they? Like, apart from Flick, if Flick was there instead of Nina, it's like the ultimate tribe you can make with the players that are left. Um, 
But you know what? It, it's still fun. Um, obviously, now the heroes are, are the fun tribe to, to go to tribal with. And um, the villains, well, we won't be seeing a whole lot of them. <laughs> and talking about super villains, James, what are your thoughts on this and this um, swap matchup? Yeah, well, I would hate to make a Colton reference from One World, but it's almost like you've got the great gods on one side and then the peasants on the other in terms of challengeability. So, yeah, one side is definitely a lot more stacked than the other. But I will say, even though we didn't see it in, you know, last night's episode, um, you know, potentially those new heroes could match them with them in the puzzle department. But in terms of strength-wise, it's uh, clearly, um, you know, one outweighs the other. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And in the puzzle department, George nominating himself for the puzzle again and choking, pretty much. Um, should have let Ben in a bit earlier. What do you think? Yeah, it was... It was. I mean, George is renowned for his puzzle skills and after we saw earlier in the season uh, him and Stevie butting heads and Stevie got missed out, he's like, I better put Stevie in. And he did, and it just backfired. And yes, George is putting pieces in and Stevie's taking them out. It was, it was quite funny. And, he, I mean, Ben's obviously good at puzzles. Um, a little bit surprising he wasn't picked, but, I mean, you've got to make these calls on the, on the fly, and you can always sub in and out. So I don't think it was a huge a huge call at the end of the day. I, say, I, per, I personally disagree. I mean, I think that Ben, yeah, hands down should have, um, you know, been starting on that puzzle. I mean, he's pretty been well-renowned for a few episodes of being that bit of a finisher um, on the original Heroes. And, well, yes, I can see from George's perspective, um, getting Steve in there after he burnt him um, earlier on. Maybe it should have been George that, that, that took that step back and let Steve in and then to let a renowned puzzle master in. Okay, yeah, no, I, James, I completely agree with you, mate. Um, I'm very excited. I'm hoping Ben makes it to the post-merge and to see him in a few of these um, individual challenges, he could really do some damage, especially on puzzles. Like, even the small time that he was on the puzzle, it seemed like they were catching up. Obviously, it's an edited version. We don't know exactly what the timing is. The heroes could have been so far in front, we don't know. But I, I'm very, very excited if Ben makes it through. But before we get into sort of what's happened this week, I wanted to talk about, we did an emergency podcast. Me and Mac have got our sort of initial thoughts of this huge fucking tribal council that happened on Sunday night. Um, do you have any thoughts that you can add to sort of what me and him came up with? Well, first of all, what a, what a tribal council. I mean... Epic. Yeah, it was, yeah. epic, like you said, phenomenal. I mean, yeah, the best of all time, um, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I, was, I, probably, I would say the main key point, as much as I was masterful gameplay by George on multiple levels, I do also feel like he, he definitely did burn a few bridges while also creating some. So, um, you know, obviously burning Georgie, but then he also brought uh, real Steve in and it, while completely, you know, decimating Simon's game. So, yeah, I feel like um, George won as much as he lost despite his muscle gameplay. No, definitely. Did you, you, you were happy with the outcome of Fraser going home? And do you think, um, in your mind, anyone could have done anything better? Um, yeah, honestly, like, Obviously, it's hard to sort of say because we're watching an edited version, but, um, you know, potentially, uh, you know, potentially if, jo- if Geordie was wanted to keep both Simon and 
uh, George on board. Potentially, maybe he could have tried to swing, um, you know, to vote out one of the girls, potentially. But, um, yeah, it's hard to really say because in the moment, in terms of when you're actually there, I mean, it's going to be quite different to what we've seen in the edited version. But seeing Fraser go, I mean, we didn't really get much content from him. So um, I don't think we lost much. Yeah, in terms of um, what George maybe could have done a bit better, I don't know if you really needed to burn Geordie the way he did. I know he wanted. He was like, if he if he if he turns Geordie and Simon against each other, Simon might feel more threatened and, and plays idle for Stevie. But apart from that, I can't really see any reason for him to really throw Geordie under the bus. Like, I don't. Do you guys have a reason or something? Like, I, I know we discussed it briefly the other day, but it was something I really wasn't sure about. I guess as well, like it's not necessarily. Uh, like with George also throwing Geordie under the bus, potentially maybe he felt threatened that the Spice Girls might replace him at some point and George, and you know bring Geordie in as those as maybe them as a three. So maybe the fact that he did um, you know throw Geordie under the bus could be a mechanism just to try and solidify his alliance further uh, with both Shawnee and Liz. Yeah, that's interesting because we see Geordie talk to the girls like the next day and it like. You could see that Shawnee was almost scared a little bit of George and like the amount of power that he had, and you could I could easily see like, I mean maybe not now after what we've seen in the next couple of episodes, but easily see Geordie, maybe not replacing George, but being a, another option for Shawnee and Liz for sure. Yeah, definitely. I like those three seem really close, and even throughout everything, Geordie's like, let's not aim for the girls, let's not piss off the girls. And it's been like that all season. So he obviously has a connection with the girls. It's surprising how little connection, I guess, George has and how secret they have to keep this conversation, uh, that Geordie and George had to keep this conversation when he's very vocal about playing with Shawnee and Liz. Mac, after having a few days to let the tribal sort of percolate, as the players of the episode... Do you sort of get the feeling that maybe it's could have actually been Shawnee and Liz just for simply having George as a mate and following him because he makes this massive move, move gets all the heat and all the risk, and you find that Stevie actually thanks both of them as well, so they're reaping the rewards that George has just gotten. I mean, yes, you, I mean you could say that who's in a better spot coming out of it? Certainly not George, but. That's not what we're here for. We don't award our buffs for that. We award our buffs for big moves, player of, play of episode that makes us entertained. And, and the word George used throughout the tribal is legacy. And this is a legacy he's built over two seasons now. And we said it on um, the Emergency Podcast. He is, in my opinion, and you said yourself, the greatest player ever. And this is just adding to it. Anything he does from here is adding to his legacy. And it's a huge one to, to overtake, like... Is he in the best spot coming out of it? Probably not. Probably not. But that's not what he's there for. We all know that. He, like, I think he's aware that it's going to be hard to win for himself, being who he is. Um, so he knows. It's like play hard or why bother playing? So he's doing his best. And you know what? He's delivering for the fans. And I think he's turning some George haters into George lovers. <laughs> play hard or go home. <laughs> right, James? Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's only one way, um, right? I mean, if you're not there to play hard, then why are you there playing at all? No, that's that's completely agree. Talking about that, let's um, 
head over to some newbies. <laughs> um, not so much playing hard, but we've had eight voted out so far this season. There are only five left. We haven't had a single returnee voted out. I guess, do we see any of these newbies possibly creating their own legacy in the game coming up? We've got Ben, Liz, Matt, David, and Jerry. It was... was was Monday night's episode enough for Ben to possibly start making a legacy for himself, James? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I do think there is potential for some of these newbies to build um, a legacy. Like the main, There's probably two that stick out to me. Uh, the main one would probably be Ben. Because uh, I really he's in maybe in a little bit of a pre- precarious uh, position at the moment from what we've seen, despite uh, some good gameplay by him. Uh, which I'm sure we'll get into. But I feel like if he gets to the merge phase, he could really be a player that wins a few challenges in individual municipal puzzles, but also have the power to be able to swing between original heroes and, you know, maybe working with some of the villains. Um, and that will play for me out of the newbies, which I feel could build a legacy, um, is it Jerry. I mean, Jerry has shown himself to be not necessarily just a follower, but a pretty competent um, game player and showing a lot of awareness. And I feel like he is breaking down a lot of barriers in terms of stereotypes as, you know, with older people getting picked off early and first. Um, and I feel like he could make a deep run and potentially have a long-lasting legacy in Australian Survivor. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably agree with um, those two as the top picks. You, I mean, you look at Liz, and I think she's going okay, but she's definitely just like Sonny's sh- uh, sidekick. I can't really see her having maybe like a mind of her own to do her own plans. So she's probably going to fade in the background. Um, ben had a really good week. He really popped. Uh, it, it's interesting you say he can jump between the heroes and villains because it seems like neither side want him, um, which is which is a shame because I really like him as a, as a character and he was my winner pick, so I'm obviously rooting for him. Uh, had a good week, found the idol and other stuff, which I'm sure we'll go into. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, something about him I really like. Um, his little speech at Tribal he gave to, to sort of bury Shani in a way. Um, it was very impressive. He looks like he's got a mind for the game. And then in terms of Jerry, um, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, um, yeah, like, <laughs> he's definitely a character. I don't know if he's got the game awareness to be good at the game. Like, you saw him when he came back to the hero. He didn't really handle it very well for me, but, uh, look. Um, he's having a go, and he's making decent TV. Yeah. No, look, I you guys seem to think that sort of this week for Ben was really good, and I really wanted to sort of ask and get into a bit more depth about this move that he played on Shani. And I want to know, is this a good move to get Shani out instead of just letting Jerry go home? Um, in my point of view, I'm finding pros like, both of them are voting for him, but Jerry's literally just doing it out of saving his own skin. So there's no malice behind Jerry's vote. And I guess it is resume building to a point, but again, being pre-swap, I'm, it's not the greatest thing to be building on your resume, especially not like being another newbie. But the cons I'm finding, the end result doesn't change much because it was always going to be a 6-5 on someone with Ben having to play his idol. And it just seemed like he had a better relationship with Shani. And I also found that he dived into the plan of the tribe for flushing his idol. He worked on the girls with it with a split vote. 
not so much on the guys that he sort of needed on his side to not have to play his idol. And it almost makes him come out looking a bit more villainish and the snake archetype that they've sort of already stuck on him. What are, what are your thoughts on that, James? Yeah, it's an interesting position. Um, but, yeah, even though he may have um, a better relationship with Shani as it appears, I mean, he may he could have been thinking that, you know, actually Jerry's actually spent time with those villains where if there's a swap or something and I'm going to try with Jerry, then that's two votes that potentially could swing across uh, to, to align with them to get off the bottom of the original heroes. Even though we didn't see that um, at the swap vote when Paige went, um, I feel like there's potential, uh, that could potentially be some of the reasoning why he did that. But in saying that, I mean, with the idol, it's never a good position to have to play the idol that early um, and make a big move that early. But you can't necessarily always control um, the perception and stereotype um, that has been put upon you from others. No, definitely. I, I completely agree. And I, I do like what you just said there about Jerry does have more ties than Shani does. Shani's seemed like a very... have her people sort of person. And um, having Jerry have those relationships with the villains, that does open up more pathways for Ben to sort of go down. Um, Another newbie I want to talk about is Liz. And Liz was part of this huge George move that we saw in the seventh episode. And now she's on a team with the biggest players in the game, bar Flick. She is a huge threat in those future individual challenges, even against someone like a Haley, who's a pain management expert or reliever or whatever. And she is so close with George and Shawnee, and just a slip of the tongue from Simon or Geordie could Liz be the next person we see go out of the supervillains tribe? Yeah, look, it's an interesting, um, interesting situation because yeah, we we see her clearly as a Spice Girl with George and Shawnee, but <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's extremely obvious to everyone else. Um, she's she's got an ally in Geordie. She didn't throw Geordie under the bus. George did, so she's still with Geordie in a way. Um, I think that Haley would want to keep some more girls in there as well. I don't think she wants this, this whole man-dominated merge. Um, so I do think she might be a little bit all right. And they've sort of... Sean's already sort of thrown out the the target as Simon might be the first one to go. No, definitely. Uh, what are we thinking of these new tribe configurations? We've sort of touched on it so far, but I just want to, like... The former villains now have the majority going into next week in the Heroes tribe with an idol played, meaning another idol might be back in on Heroes Beach. So that gives sort of the heroes a little bit of a um, little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, I guess, if any of them think about it. <laughs> yeah, like the um, the new heroes. So we're looking at, we'll just go through it. So the, the majority now is Shawnee, Stevie, George and um, Jerry against Flick, Matt and Ben. So the way I see it sort of shaking down, you've got the four majority. Um, because Ben is an outsider on the heroes already, I really think they might just keep him in the game for the only purpose of so they can't jump back with the other the other side after merge. Um, so I think Ben will be okay for a little bit. Um, I, I worry about Matt. 
Uh, we haven't seen much of him in the show at all, uh, which usually in Australian Survivor, I mean, usually, I use this term very loosely, uh, means they might not go that far. Um, Flick's Flick, you keep it for the challenges, but you know what? It's a time to get rid of it, it is now, really. And um, George obviously has history with Flick. I thought Flick was having a really good game until George came to the beach, and now she's voting incorrectly again. It's like it's got shades of uh, brains, brains that spawn again on her. Yeah, it's uh, in, it's yeah, interesting because yeah, especially with the edit, um, yeah, like I said, we haven't seen a lot of Matt. But in fairness, I would I'd argue that we ha- we haven't seen a lot from Flick either. But we didn't see a lot of her in Brains versus Braun in terms of confessionals, and she still came third. Um, but in my my personal view is that it would be in the best interest of that now majority of George, Chongy, Jerry, Steve to keep Ben, especially if he's on the outside of those original heroes. Why would you Why would you not want to get rid of more insulated players within the um, OG Hero Alliance? That definitely, and I feel like um, it's in their best interest to get rid of Matt. Flick and Sean did have an alliance going, but it was a little bit more of a subtle alliance. Um, from what we saw in the edit, whereas Matt was part of the meat tray. He's one of them. So getting rid of Matt is a huge boost coming to things in the future. Yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked if one of those two aren't next. Um, you also got the Flick Haley connection, which, like, we've seen it. They're, they're, they're together. Um, whether or not George and Flick get on, I'm not actually sure. Like, I know they, they played in the same season. I don't remember them working together. For any votes, am I wrong? Someone correct me there. I'm not sure. No, they were they were against each other. They definitely voted the same way. So a few times, I think the first vote of the merge. What was that? Oh no, that would have been kids. Uh, they would have. They were pretty sure they were against each other. On that oh one. yeah, because um, yeah, Haley played her idol. So no, no. So George did vote with them, but Haley played the idol to um, which George told her to, to organise the Kez Blindside, correct? Right, yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on out of there. Like, we've talked about sort of... Just one more point, sorry, quickly. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, another re- I think another reason why it would be uh, beneficial for George to get rid of Matt as well is to... Um, you know, is to weaken Simon's position as well because he's he said specifically that you know if you if you think that the alphas are going to uh, take control, um, you know, after eight seasons, then you're sure then you're sorely mistaken. So that's another incentive for George to get rid of Matt to you know again weaken Simon's uh, you know being able to weasel his way back into the game with alphas because it's one less number for him. Is Matt an alpha? <laughs> He's know. a Mitre, bro. He's part of the Mitre. He's the catch of the day. He's like a little puppy dog. He's such an innocent young boy. He looks so naive. He's, I don't know. He's not a man to me. He looks like a little kid. <laughs> I, I agree. Like, he's, he's, he's what, mid-twenties? Yeah, but he's married with a kid on the this, this This innocent boy. I don't know. He seems like the nicest guy ever. And look. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he is. This is not a. I'm not trying to have a go at him. I'm just. This is what I'm saying on TV. Yeah. Well, in, if you if you think about it, with the you know the makeup of the heroes tribe at the moment, he's almost like you know because he's so much he's bigger than everyone else. He's almost like that older brother 
that you want to, you know, to give you a lift to the movies because you can't drive and you're only like 15. Like, <laughs> I see. Yeah, I can see that. The one that, te- that tells you no sex and I'll pick you up at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He just, he doesn't even seem that big. Like, is he much bigger than George? I know George's not huge, but Jerry's bigger than Matt, surely. Yeah, Jerry's bigger than Matt, but Matt is definitely like, he's, he's a swimmer, mate. Like, he's, he's athletic to the shit house. So he's always going to be that. He's, he's, he's definitely stronger than George. He's more energetic than Jerry. Well, so he's got forty. Years he's definitely Jerry. usable in challenges. He's definitely usable in challenges. No, that's fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Um, well, talking about challenges, um, the heroes have their leg up on the supervillains tribe. Not that they're going to trouble council anytime soon. Um, but and the villains aren't working together. Is there a way for the former villains to get out of this? Like, are there any cracks that you're seeing? Could possibly Simon having a idol that everyone knows about, even though it's the cookie idol, um, could this be a way in for them to possibly survive one tribal council? Yeah, look, I think maybe it's, it's probably their best interest to stick together. Simon, If Simon and Geordie can make up... Um, whether or not they can, I don't know. It looks like they're just trying to jump in with the boys. But if they were to team up with Liz, I feel like someone like Haley, this is her time to make some moves because she can't be going to merge with this hero strong meat tray, you know, all these all these things because she. Ne- I think she needs a bit of chaos to win this game. She can't float through with a, with a big majority because they just pick her off when they're ready. I think she needs to start causing a bit of mischief because. She's good enough to adapt to any sort of game. Whereas if she goes along with like a big majority with Sean and everyone, I don't see an end game for her there. I just I feel like they'll just eventually just turn around, see Haley, and be like, "Yep, it's your time to go." Um, no, no, no. I can I completely get that. Like Haley does need that little bit of chaos, and having that chaos, she can sort of emerge and just throw votes each and every direction just to wiggle her way through, like she did in sort of the post-merge after her vote out in uh, uh, Brains vs. Brawn. Talking about chaos, we have Geordie. We get a little bit of an intro package for him, um, just showing him how aw- showing how awesome his life is with Sam Frost. And I, I think we can all assume that life is probably awesome if he's dating Sam Frost. And then that leads to this video from home. Do we think this new Geordie is going to be able to handle being on the bottom? Or do we see the Joker from last year's head pop through? It's an, yeah, it's an interesting one because yeah, uh, you saw, we've seen from Geordie so far a lot of constraint and a lot of really holding himself back where I think there's probably part of him that there's still that, you know, that Joker, that chaos monster inside of him that was waiting to be unleashed. Um, but yeah, while we saw this sort of intro package in terms of how much his life has evolved, um, over like the last year, um, I definitely think that sort of that calm resolve is going to hold him in good stead to be able to make another deep run and potentially even make, if he can, if he can get through to the merge, potentially even, you know, a winning run, um, as well. So it's a different Geordie we're seeing, but I still, in regards to his temperament, but I still feel like we're seeing um, we're still seeing a very clever and strategic uh, player. 
Yeah, I thought he had a really good um, Tuesday episode. Like, that, the phone call with Sam, that was so emotional. Like, I've got a daughter and a wife, obviously. And, yeah, we were both sitting there with, you know, a bit of tears. Like, it was a really nice moment. And then, then they get the small... Oh, cute. And it, a little bit cute, yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> My wife, she's emotional and I've, I'll feed off her, so... <laughs> um, and, then, and then we get back to camp and he's got to try and uh, mingle with these boys who he doesn't like at all and he's like... Oh, we're going to find something in common. Oh, footy, footy, footy. And then he's cutting his shirt with Sean. It was just fun. Like, that was the old Geordie from, from early days of, of his season before he turned into the Joker. And, you know, what? it was great content. I loved it. Geordie really popped. It was great. And, he's, you know what? He's having a really good season. He's playing really well. If pretend, Let's pretend that George doesn't throw him under the bus. And he's played, like, a flawless game to this point. And I think he's in a really good spot. Um, if he can get to merge, it would not surprise me. If he goes really, really deep in this game, yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Even like, even though yes, George did out him as like a traitor per se. Oh yeah, I still feel like he hasn't done. He hasn't apart from he hasn't actually done anything wrong uh, per se, or anything that is actively, um, you know, causing chaos or making a move just for the sake of a move. I feel like he's been yeah, he's been extremely calculated, and he's yeah, he's done a, a lot right. Yeah. Sorry, no. So I find, that, like, if you look back to the start of, like, Blood vs. Water, he was in with all the big guys. And so he can definitely, we've definitely seen him do it. I don't know if he was bullshitting his whole way through the start of Blood vs. Water and we just weren't getting the confessionals. But he seemed like he actually got along with all these bigger guys like Mark, Josh, Jordan, when Jordan switches over. Um, so like he can definitely do it and you can see his social game. Like there's a reason he was, him and Jesse were targeted at the time. It's because they were very good socially and it was just their strategic game that was a bit lacking. And I feel he's done a bit more work this time to keep himself contained and, to actually think about his moves and what's best for him and getting coming in as a majority at the time made sense. Getting Simon out and then having everyone from the villains team, uh, villains tribe, go into the swap cohesive, even if sort of Stevie would have been out to the side a little bit, is, is a smart move. Because that's a lot more allies than just Fraser, who's a follower, Stevie, who's a follower, and Simon, who wants to be the biggest guy on campus. Like, he's, he's made a smart move. And from the looks of things, he really has Shawnee and Liz on his side. Like, Shawnee even mentions how George threw him under the bus, but she trusts Geordie, and she can see, him, see herself working with him long-term. We haven't heard Liz's sort of uh, talk about him, but you'd assume Liz has similar interests, correct? Yeah, I mean, you have to, like, it's only this come as a pair and they usually share one brain sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, you think Liz would also like him and they got on and, you know, they, they made this move together. Um, I think someone else on the tribe we haven't really discussed yet, that Geordie has a past relationship with from his season and they were very strong together, was Nina. Um, yeah. Nina was very dominant in the early part of um, Blood vs. Water and they were on the same tribe in the same alliance. Can we see a rekindling there? Yeah, um, yeah. To be honest with you, um, Mac, I actually completely forgot about that. 
um, with you, just almost because we haven't seen a lot of Nina content. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential there for Geordie to be able to leverage that and to be able to build some more foundations, um, you know, to at least get through uh, to emerge. No, de- definitely. Like we, um, yeah, as you, as you said, we haven't seen enough Nina content, but we do know they have a um, relationship not only from Love vs. Water, but outside the game. They were seen on social media a few times, at least talking, if not together. So we, like, there's definitely something there, whether that's enough to get past the meat tray, I don't know, because the meat tray is obviously sort of the dominant part of that alliance, especially with Simon trying to get in there. There's automatically four there if needed, and Geordie and Simon aren't getting along at the moment. The awkwardness between the two was so intense, like when they got back to camp. I don't know if you guys saw the little extra scene that was put on 10 play, but when they got back at night, like you could just see like everyone's like shaken up. No one knows what to say. No one knows what to do. And the same thing continues into the next morning. Um, Geordie tries to make Simon understand like that it was a move, that he was trying his best to do what's best for him. And then Simon answers with, it's still uh, saying, my move for us to organize against George was, and like he's still saying my move. He's still saying, this is on me to Geordie. Like, this is part of the reason why Geordie would have flipped in the first place, I'm feeling. Like, Simon's need to get George out and no compromise to that effect. And Simon's need to win everything and be the big man at everything. Geordie being the only person that knew that Simon had an idol, the cookie idol, um, is also another reason, like, that, that makes good TV. Like, Geordie said it himself, like how awesome would it have been to have taken Simon out with an idol in his pocket and like Geordie wanting that unity and those shields just didn't match up with what Simon wanted. Simon wasn't really looking for shields. He just wanted to be the big man on campus. Did Geordie make the right move flipping on Simon? I think we've sort of discussed it quite a lot and we're all sort of in agreement that he was probably doing the best thing for the end result, even though it fucked up his game. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one because, I mean, this is Geordie's worst nightmare come true, Simon joining the, the big boys. That was his thing. He's, he didn't want to... But his reasoning for it was like, I didn't want to jump on your ship that was going to join the big boys, but it was a sinking ship. And I'm like, oh, doesn't seem to be sinking too bad now. Um so I guess he felt a good connection to the girls and George and he's going into a bigger group, which is always good. Um, I mean, I could, I could see both sides of it, to be honest. I don't think there's probably like a right and wrong call. Um, I will say, just with that secret scene, if you haven't watched it, go on Template and watch it. It was actually awesome. You, you hear it's, it's a nighttime scene. They come up in trouble. George is, you know, peacocking around, saying it's the greatest thing he's ever done. Simon and Geordie are at it. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, Simon says, well, Fraser's, uh, that's on you, Geordie. And Geordie's like, no, it's not. And it was actually really good back and forth. So go watch that. Um, yeah, whether Geordie was right or wrong, it's hard to say for me. Um, yeah, for me personally, I, I, I 100% think Geordie's in the right, and I think he 100% made the right move. 
it's just, uh, you know, when JLP says those magic words, chance can be a little bit different. I mean, I mean, you can't really, you can't necessarily always prepare for that because if that hadn't have come along, Simon goes home in a five to two vote with a, like, you know, with the cookie idol in his pocket. Um, and yeah, and Geordie is well insulated uh, and has a lot of connections going into a swap um, where now he's, a, he's in a bit of an awkward position. But the one thing I'd want to ask you, um, Buckles, is do you think that, you know, with Geordie, obviously he's a physical guy and, you know, probably not as much of an alpha as some of those other supervillain uh, guys, but do you think there's potential for him to use them as shields for him to progress? Look, we've we've discussed shields a lot on this podcast. Um, it's been it's been brought up a lot this season. Johnny uses it. Geordie talks about having George as a shield. Um, Sean talks about having Haley as a shield and needing that shield. We've talked a lot about the shield strategy only works if you're in. If you're in with these shields, if they're voting with you, if they're with you to the end. Because if you're just against them, their target's on the other side and they're either going to go home or you're going to go home. Um, like, can you say that George was ever a shield for Simon? No, it's something we discussed um, a couple of times, really. And Simon, oh, he said it was uh, George was a shield for him, but we said he's not because your shield's supposed to protect you. And George was actively working against you, so it doesn't work the same. I'm just, I'm exactly. just, I feel like I'm just repeating myself. Yeah, um, no, 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 exactly. So, like, Geordie needs, like, he could definitely use them as shields. The issue is there's three of them and one of him, and at the moment he's not in with them. If Nina can sort of wiggle him into there, and he can play this social game, sports ball, footy, 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 sort of game. For a little bit, enough that like they trust him and they believe him, then yeah, he could definitely potentially use them as shields. The issue is he's the Joker. He's got a reputation. They all these people have seen him play with like his Sam's on there. Sam's one of these meat tray people, and he's anything even the slightest bit, uh, slightest bit off. And he's just going to like knuckle down on you, call you a snake, try and vote you out, expect for you just to leave just because he wants you to leave. I don't see these boys being a meat shield. I think Geordie needs to get in there just to get through to the merge. And they're not really even shields there. He needs their votes. He needs to be voting with them. And then once he's at the merge, he's got to start knocking them out. Just remember, Geordie's good at those individual immunities. He's good at those long endurance challenges. So he's going to probably beat a lot of these guys at some of these bigger, at these longer challenges. So he definitely has a chance to sort of move in with them now and then get rid of them later. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think, that's, I think you've, uh, yeah, hit the nail on the head. <laughs> um, boys, boys, I want to talk about this cookie idol. Um, we've seen, like, I've seen in your group chat, James, that you have said, you're still not a hundred percent sure that it was just a clue. I had to say the same thing in my group chat for my games that I, um, host. 
we're pretty sure it's a clue. We haven't had it like completely confirmed yet. Have we seen a trinket like this used as a clue in any other seasons that you guys can think of? Yeah, the thing it's hard to really decipher and know exactly what it is because all direction, all you know, fingers are now pointing towards it being a clue. Now that we've seen that sort of that coconut with like that sort of emblem on it, but as you lads have spoken about, um, you know, in your previous episodes, it's the fact that there's no instructions or no note or nothing confirming, um, you know, what the identity, um, of this mysterious, you know, emblem is. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a clue. I, I would like that that coconut. You don't need a clue to find that. Like that's very obvious that if it's out that in the emblem, open. Sorry, it's out in the open. Yeah, if the emblem's on a coconut, it's very obvious what it is. You don't need to think, oh, I'm going to look for something with an emblem on it. I, I still think it has a power, and I, I think the power has to be something that the production will tell them, and it's whoever's holding these items will have a, a certain power. Now, it's hard because I would assume, I, I thought it was like a, a tribe swap captain's thing. It obviously wasn't. Um, so you would say, okay, it must be when the merge happens. But then it's like, well, what if Ben or Simon get voted out before the merge? Does this thing go back into play and someone has to find it? So I, I'm still going to – It's to me, it's not just a clue. There's something there, especially because we saw it in, like, the lower third, you know, with the big cross on it. Um, but at the moment, I can't think – Was it on Ben's? Did Ben have a in the lower third with the big cross on it? Yeah, I didn't notice. Did you see that, James? Um, I'm not sure. I don't – I can't really remember to be honest. Um, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, from from memory, I just remember seeing an idol there. So yeah. I still don't know. But either way, if this is something or if it isn't something, could this be a method for Ben not to get voted out first in this um, next little hero saga? Because if he's throwing that around, using it as a fake idol, they've seen. Oh, they, I don't know if they've seen Simon's, but they've definitely heard of Simon's um, from Geordie. Like, he could he could potentially use this to sort of get one or two more days into the game, right? If he, if he puts a bit of string on that, on the, on the little thing, it not it exactly the same as the idol? Like, it has a pretty good resemblance. I know he's got his fake idol as well, but having this one, which is obviously not made by a player, um, yeah, you could definitely... And you know what? When he meets up with Simon... And that maybe they share stories and shows each other the idol. Simon for sure thinks that Ben has an idol now. Um, so there could be a bit of fun with that coming up, for sure. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's something um, I don't know, haven't really sort of spoken about um, is what what uh, these two, you know, cookie idols per se could mean. Well, Because we, we saw, um, you know, in Blood versus Water where Juicy Dave and Khan had like a split idol and it could come back and form like, a super idol at the merge. Could potentially these two, if they combine them at the merge, they become like um, some sort of super idol, have sort of some power that could protect both Ben and Simon if they both make it to that point. No, de- definitely. I think um, it could, it could, it genuinely could be something. I'm not a hundred percent on a clue because we've never seen anything like this before. Ben thinks it's a clue. He's watched a lot of Survivor. Um. Simon thinks it's an idol. He's watched a lot of Survivor. 
Like, this this genuinely still could be anything. I just want bloody answers, guys. Answers. Give me answers. Give me theories. Give me something to work with. You know, I, I don't think it can be super idle because there would have to be paperwork to say, hey, you need to find the other one, combine it with someone else, and then you have something. Without the paperwork, it has to be from production, and they're going to have to tell the players, like, on the day, like, who's holding these idols? Okay, you now have power to do something. I don't know. Um go to a feast together, have like a, what do you call it, a summit. I don't know. Uh, like, yeah. without, I feel, without I feel, paperwork. I feel you're right there with the super idol thing. Yeah. You definitely, like every time we've had a super idol, they've been idols and then you put them together. Or even the super idol that Ziggy had, it could nullify an idol and be an idol. Um, or be a super idol. Like, there's two parts to it that actually have power that they know about. There's a there's a note. So I definitely see what you're saying there, Max. Sorry, I cut you off. Keep no, going. Paperwork is key. Paperwork is everything in this game. And without the paperwork, you can't expect the players to speculate and make up their own rules. So it's either here's a note or we're going to just tell you what it is. That's, that's, it has to be something like that. Or it could just be nothing. It, it, well, it could. Like, like Australian Survivor producers are known for wick, uh, like wacky and weird things and weird advantages. Could this be, it was actually just a clue to that stupid coconut that was visible as it is, and it can be used as a fake idol. But Like, I do sort of see a world where that might genuinely be a thing. With that, though, um, Buckles, I guess sort of the point would be, you know, if it turns out it's a, you know, a fake idol, and if it's, if it, say, for example, it's not just, it's no clue, it's a fake idol planned by production, do you think it's almost, in a way, an unfair hindrance from production to put that into the game and make someone think it could be an idol? Because what if someone's like, what if someone was aware that George was targeting him and being like, okay, and it was like to George, uh, was like to Geordie, Fraser, and Steve, all right, guys, vote for me. I've got an idol. My sole vote would then, you know, knock out George. Because in a way, that's then gonna, would hindrance his game in that way. So, yeah, if it is just a, um, a fake idol planned by a production, is that unfair and detrimental um, to the mechanics of the game? Mate, have you watched Australian Survivor? A lot of these <laughs> twists are unfair and um, self-destructive. <laughs> It genuinely, like, this This could be a thing. This could be a thing. I'm actually really liking this theory. <laughs> what if it? What if it's like um, Survivors of Africa, the most recent one, where everyone was just sort of making up their own advantages, they're planning them at Tribal Council to make them look more real. Um, Mary Ann made up a new advantage. Um, she made up her own idol nullifier and convinced everyone, and it sort of worked. Um, so it was really cool. Maybe we could see something like that with these. If they're inventive enough, make up their own advantage. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I just don't see Australian Survivor watching South African Survivor and learning from it. Very true. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we've put enough effort into this cookie idol. I'm sure the internet's done enough for us and we're now um, <laughs> just piling on. I I want to talk about the Survivor option because you've got to love a Survivor option. Like, the Survivor option is... Like, one of those scenes that everyone enjoys, whether you're watching it or not, like watching Survivor as a casual or as a super fan, 
You love a Survivor auction. What are our thoughts on the team money aspect? That like Australian Survivor's done this twice now, correct? I love it. I think it adds a new, an extra layer to it. Which can you be with your teammates right around you? Um, which I, it's 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 sort of it toes the line a bit, which I like. Um, I love the auction too. Like something about watching people eat good food on TV, it just makes you excited. <laughs> it does for me. <laughs> Um, so I love the auction. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good one. I was like, I wanted to see someone just like blow the bank on something, um, but we didn't have that. If if someone said oh, if JLP pulled out an advantage in the game, I'm sure we would have seen like a whatever. What was the what was the total bank? Twenty five hundred. Five hundred. No, five hundred was the total allowed to be placed on the night. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. We didn't see that, did we? Oh, we saw Sean. He put five hundred down on his um, yeah, spaghetti and wine. So and we also saw Ben break the bank as per his tribe views, which then turned all of them into breaking the bank, um, going 400 on this onion reward. I'm pretty sure JLP just put the onion reward in there just so he could say the words, just don't cry over it. <laughs> Classic JLP. Classic JLP. I, I want to actually talk about how much JLP is enjoying playing this season. Like, you can see the smile on his face every single episode whenever he's bringing up something that happened the night before. Like, we've got serious JLP, but we've got serious JLP that just can't stop smiling in between his serious questions. I think that's just a credit uh, as well to JLP's hosting and the relationship he has with the players that he's actually able to get onto on that level uh, with them to be able to have that banter, which then, you know, creates a more pleasurable viewing experience. Yeah, I, th- I think Definitely. he's really improved as a host. Um, I feel like in the early seasons, he was he was quite boring and he didn't have much, like, I don't know if he understood the game that well, but now he's, like, he's asking good questions at Tribal. He's getting more animated. He's getting, like, more personal with the players. And it's really good to see... Um, He's just come a long way since since season one, I think. Uh, definitely, he he really has, and he's he's entertaining to watch. He's entertaining to Mac. I know you're not on Twitter, but he's entertaining to listen to on Twitter. And gotta love some of his references, challenges, um, just the sexual innuendos. Awesome, <laughs> make me giggle every single time. But uh, coming to the end of the auction, was it smart for George to take Shawnee and Liz on the reward? Yeah, I think. I come down on saying yes, it was only because George knows there's an idol there, and he knows he needs someone to trust to be able to find it. And whether like we saw Shawnee find it, but then she plays it for George anyway. So he needed to keep that within within his three. Um, if he took yeah. other people to try and make bonds and they find it, you know, it's it, it's finding an idol together isn't as good as it sounds. People say, "Oh, we bonded, we found this thing." Sometimes. Because you know that they have it, they want to get you out. So I think it was the right call. The question is, do you, yeah, I think it was the right call in terms of taking Liz and Shawnee. But do you also think there was a case for him maybe taking, say, Haley, um, who's communicated with, you know, previously during challenges and obviously they've played together before and gone to the end? And even making a case for, say, someone like Jerry, who he wasn't sure um, if Jerry was going to go back to Hero Strong to maybe then, you know, try and bring him on his side or insulate. Um, you know, that bridge even further under Olive Branch to save um, with what happened at the previous Tribal Council? No, I, I, I definitely see sort of a case for Jerry or Steve to a point. 
But with Haley, that just puts such a big target on an already big target. Like, George is playing over at the villains. Like, heroes all know he's been playing hard. He's been playing big. And then pretty much saying in front of everyone, you, I want you to come with me in a tribe that he's not even on to save her. It, it, it's, I think that might be pushing it just a little bit too far. I was more thinking possibly sort of Shawnee and Flick, like try to think of sort of making that relationship with Flick that he might have had from Brains versus Brawn. I'm not sure how big of a relationship they had. Um, Flick obviously talks about how she knows better than anyone about George. But maybe someone on his new tribe, like Ben did mention, this is a social game. Why don't you bring us to be social? Um, but where we were with this swap and him sort of not knowing what the future holds, I do like this, especially because, as you said, they could find the idol together. Yes, that's not always a good thing, but in this case, it really was. And he could trust Shawnee in that way. You sort of agree with me, Mac? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, well, we see before it's even decided, like, uh, Ben, uh, sorry, Paige says to George, you know, Ben's a troublemaker, we can't trust him. So, I mean, the obvious one would be either either Paige or Ben, um, but I guess picking either one, or picking Ben would sort of put up red flags for Paige, so you can't really pick Ben. He doesn't like Flick, I'm, I'm certain on that now, so you can't pick Flick. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm happy with what he did, I think it was the right call. Yeah. I'm um, talking about things that probably weren't the smartest thing to do. George straight away saying that meat trays don't last long in this game. And if all you think about after eight seasons, if this is all you think about after eight seasons, then you have another thing coming. That was savage to say across the way. He does understand that Merge is like three or four tribals away, right? At the end of the day, George can pretty much say what he wants at this point. Like, he's got the power... It, if he says nothing, it's not changing his threat level. Like he, he can't get any bigger than he is. His, the target's huge, so he can pretty much say what he wants and get away with it because people are going to come for him regardless. Yeah, on that we've got the meat tray then telling Paige, or we've got David telling Paige. This is the most we've seen David in a while this episode, even though he still, I don't think, got a confessional from memory. <laughs> um, but he then tells Paige, "Vote out George." What are your thoughts about Paige being the meat trays voice on this new Heroes Tribe? Yeah, I, I don't like it at all. Um, tribe Swap, for me, the best players that, uh, who play the game, Tribe Swap is a point where they they don't ditch old relationships, but they look for new ones, right? And Paige and David are now not on the same tribe. You can still be friends with David, but don't listen to what he's telling you. You need to play your own game. And it tries for if you, if if you want to go for George, that's fine, but do that of your own will. Um, you need to adapt to the situation, find new people. If that means working with George, you have to do that. You can't just say David told me to do it, so I'm going to do it. It's dumb, and I don't think targeting George was the reason she got sent home because I think they just wanted to target her anyway. But it just shows her lack of quality as a player. Yeah, I found Paige. Bossing everyone around as soon as they get to the beach each time, like after challenges, after the auction, just pushing them to do this work straight away. The second that they sort of get there is a struggle. And 
I can understand like the heroes knew her. They respected her work ethic because they'd been with her since the start. They'd seen what she'd done. She was almost sort of a voice kicking their bums into gear. But it's a social game. Like you said, James, she she sort of oversold her social game. Um, like when you're in a new swap tribe, you got to be careful about how you come across to new people. Like the slightest thing could be a great reason to get you voted off. And I've sort of got a little bit of a rant. Look, I really liked Paige up until this week, um, the token country person, but I've sort of got a little bit of a rant because she really wasn't given the greatest edit this week and she didn't come out looking the greatest. Give us a rant. Uh, Give us a rant. Look, I've rewatched the end of that challenge a few times. I probably watched it about five or six times, just trying to sort of see. Sean, uh, Shani's legs do go down first, uh, like go go down and drop the the box. Shani says just before, "I'll do whatever you want to do." Paige lowers her legs, and Shani obviously follows her and possibly assumes that she's now out of the challenge. At the last second, Paige sort of stalls in place and Shani keeps going. So the whole thing was a bit of a miscommunication and it was both of them miscommunicating, not just her, not just Shani. But I don't believe Shani did this on purpose. I don't believe Shani was throwing the challenge. And having the assumption, like having this assumption and the bitching from Paige gave Ben the ammunition to get Shani out. In real life, liars and cheats are frowned upon and look juvenile. However, in the game of Survivor, those who aim at people because they're not playing your game, e.g. Sam and Paige, I'm talking to you, is juvenile and childish. They use this high school bullying technique to vote out players instead of being strategical. And if anyone is, and and everyone is supposed to just expect that they are next in line and just let themselves be voted out. And if they don't, and they try to do something strategically to change the game in their favor, instead of just waiting their turn, they're labeled a snake and then moved up in the line. This was why it was so easy for Ben to organize the Shani vote out. Paige was a struggle because she threw Shani under the bus by not wanting to admit that she was the one struggling through the challenge. Paige said the words, Shani actually threw that, then she paused, that challenge to Ben. So when Ben's twisting her words that she then accuses him of the next episode... It's pretty easy to twist the words that came out of your mouth. I don't like it. This hero intention. I like heroes in the game. I like heroes playing the game. How Sean's a hero. Even Ben, I'm seeing him as a hero because he's trying. He's trying to do something. He's not just like, it's your turn. You should be fine with this. Like they've done to Jerry all season. Yeah. No, I I 100% um, agree. And I guess as well from Paige's position, I mean, it's easy for her to then put the blame on Shani because, you know, Paige is well insulated where Shani is an outsider. 
um, in that trial, at least from what we see in the edit. So, anyway, she's almost manipulating her um, her position. But I think Flick summarised it pretty well. It was like, who cares who dropped it? I mean, end of the day, we, it, that's not going to change the result. Uh, yeah, I think I do feel I do feel a bit for Shani in this scenario, but at the same time, um, I think you know it got uh, we did out of it. We saw some really good gameplay and a, um, and a fantastic you know oral play from Ben, which is uh, in my in my eyes the silver lining from it. Yeah, I think um, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Buckles. Uh, Paige, um, I feel like when people get in a really good spot and they're like you said insulated with big numbers around them and they're, they're sort of in the core of the group. They get this entitlement about them, and they they don't let other people play the game they want to play. Um, they sort of want to dictate to everyone, and this is the way it is, and this is how we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, you're going to get voted out. So, like you said, they bully them a bit. And when the tribe swap happened, Paige probably got a bit too big for her boots and um, tried to do that with people she didn't know, who didn't respect her. She had this entitlement, and they just said, "You're gone because we're not copping that from you. <laughs> you're not better than us." And she got proved that you know. The, the better players just took her out, really. Yeah. I Look, I very seriously liked Paige up until this week. Um, so I, I'm i not saying... I don't want to... Like, I, will, I did get pretty personal just there, but I don't want to, like, completely let her down. I think she's a bit young. Um, and, yeah, as you said, that entitlement that she used on players that didn't know who she was or didn't understand her, I think she... Could possibly, I don't know, we'll talk about this later, but I could see her as a possible returning player and she could kill it because socially she was so happy with her social game and how she made people laugh and stuff. She would, she put a hand up to go over to the villains tribe. Um, and the truth is, I genuinely believe she probably would have survived that one tribal. Um, as long as she was able to lie a little bit, which I'm not sure was in her vocabulary. I, talking about the person that went over, we've got Jerry and his decision to go back to the heroes. He was in a great position in the villains. Was he going back for Shani, but sort of didn't realize he wasn't going to make any difference? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting one. Um, the decision and then what he does when he gets back. Look, I can understand the call because you're going back to a team that wins almost every challenge, so you think I might be safer for longer. And you know what? Well, if the if the heroes, um, the villains went to two more tribals and Jerry's there, he may be collateral, sort of, because just because he's he's there. Um, yeah. So going to the heroes, yeah, it might keep you safe. But what he did when he got there, my goodness, the old codger has he lost his mind? <laughs> did, you, did you hear some of the things he said, James? He was, Jerry just got savage. I love the sound bites of "You fucking biting me, I'll bite you back" <laughs> to the to the face of the whole heroes tribe, and then they didn't vote me yet, like you bastards did. <laughs> oh, absolutely no! The no filter from Jerry was just absolutely brilliant, um, and I just love the, the look on everyone's faces when he's like just saying all this stuff. I mean. Oh, it was absolutely priceless. And, but at the same time, I mean, he also probably did almost like put a little bit of a target on him by showing his awareness of knowing exactly where the hierarchy is and saying, you know what, 
Um, I can, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to go along with it. If you're coming after me, then, yeah, like you said, I'm going to fucking bite you back. Yeah. Um, yeah, she had a bit of Tigger, <laughs> and I loved it. Oh, uh, the wonderful thing about Tigger is Tigger's a wonderful thing. Um, but, Jerry is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, I, I actually think he made the right moving going back, personally, because, you know, yes, while he was sent over and sacrificed by the heroes to go over, if he had just said, oh, you know what, I'm staying with the villains then those heroes are instantly going to be look, look at him and be like, all right, well, there's no way we can trust Jerry again if he can't, if he's if he's not on our side. So but at least by him saying, you know what, I'm going to go back to the heroes, it can kind of at least maintain that perception for a little bit that, hey, I'm on your side, even though he really isn't. No, that, actually, that's, that's awesome. I really, I really like what you just said there because, like, as you saw, like, the villains needed him. The villains were so low in numbers. No matter where he ended up, they needed him. And no, I I, I don't know if he had that much awareness, but you're right. He killed it, actually. Like, he's in the best position he possibly has probably been in all game at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, he's in a good spot. Look, he's found his his villains again, and I guess he can sort of pick and choose where he wants to go. Maybe um, George, Shawnee, and Liz said to him, hey... Come and join the Spice Girls. And he's like, what the hell's the Spice Girls? <laughs> yeah, it's really like, hey, you know, I'm all, you know, Bruce Springsteen and, you know, um, and, you know the AGs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, well, while, while we're talking about the Spice Girls, um, do, could we have seen rocks if the Spice Girls didn't find that idol at the reward? Like... Would it have been in Shawnee's best interest for her to use her secret idol that not even the Spice Girls know about? Or would someone have possibly flipped on the revote? Like, do we think we they might have been able to swing Ben? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, so let's pretend Shawnee doesn't find the idol. She probably would play her other idol. Uh, but let's pretend she doesn't do that, right? So it's 4-4. There's no chance that either... I'm going to say two people. Matt... Matt, because of who he is, but Ben's definitely flipping. He's not. What's he? What's he loyal to? He's not loyal to the heroes. So, for sure, Ben would flip, and if not, I think Matt would. Because Matt, Matt, we know that he's a super fan, and he wants to stay in the game. He's not going to go out on a rock draw. Are you kidding me? I actually, I actually have to apologise. I have found out he was a fan, and not a super fan. So oh, well, he, I'm sorry about that. He, he wouldn't flip his vote. Then he'd go out on a rock draw. <laughs> yeah, I think I think flip might have been a chance as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, she's definitely played that hero strong game, but I think she's being a bit more villainous this season. This season, and I don't think she would have risked the vote. She she would know what a rock draw is by now. Um, James, do you think they might have been able to get one of the two of them? Yeah, I think you said before. Uh, you know, Buck was how with Ben. I think Ben is probably the best opportunity to get him to flip to avoid going to rocks because I think those three heroes are probably like of Paige. Matt and Flick were pretty solid, and obviously you got the Spice Girls, who were pretty solid. So I think Ben almost would be that deciding factor, and I think George actually and Shiny probably would have hustled um, a lot more to get to work Ben to bring him over his side originally um, to prevent that. So uh, yeah, I yeah I would I would love to see Rocks because who doesn't love Rocks? But um, yeah, I, I I definitely think Ben would have. Uh, being the solution to prevent it. My my issue that I'm finding is I do really like how close the new Spice Girls played this tribal. Like, they played it so close to their chest. 
Um, and being how, like, it's only an edit, I only see what I see, I just feel like they possibly missed an opportunity flipping Ben, getting Paige out, and not playing an idol at all. Like, Ben would seem pretty solid with the heroes for this vote. Um, do you think maybe that happened? I thought they probably could have tried harder because I, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure why Ben was so so happy to stick with him. Like, he just got voted out, except he played his idol, so he got majority votes. I don't get it. Like, he's he knows he's on the bottom. I would have thought him and Jerry might try to find some, he even says to Jerry, like, we're in the same spot, we need to work together. Find some common ground. Like, the only thing I can think of is maybe the head of George, like the the, the scalp of voting him out, was a, the big enough lure to, to get him to vote with the heroes. But apart from that, I don't really understand why he didn't vote with the villains. Yeah, I also, I'm a bit worried that George probably, oh, Jerry, Jerry wasn't probably the right person to sort of go up to him and talk to him about it. I feel like it needed to be like a shoney. Um, to go up and talk to him about it. Like, yeah, he says that he's in with jo- with Jerry um, at the bottom of the tribe, the bottom of the bottom or whatever he says. But what about Flick's strategy to try and get everyone to talk to Jerry separately to convince him to get on their side of the vote? I don't... I personally don't think it's a terrible strategy, but for me, you know, the, the bridge has already been burnt down um, by OG heroes um, with their relationship with Jerry, with uh, in my opinion. So, and I think they only have themselves to blame in that regard with how they treated him. They were willing to sacrifice um, him to the villains and throw him to the wolves, um, and then and kicking and even like then kicking down further by trying to make him the original split vote um, before Ben played his idol and you know and flipped it onto Shani. So, um, well, I don't think it's a terrible plan. I think. The, uh, I think the fact that they'd already, you know, severely burned that relationship with Jerry, they only had themselves to blame. Agreed. Anything to add, Mark? Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, anyway, just before we finish up, I, did either of you guys see the new Creed 3 commercial? No. Ooh. On 10 play. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is just the algorithm and they're pointing it at me, but... <laughs> So Creed 3, I was watching the commercial in the, while well, I was watching the rewatch and actually came up a second time. And jo- uh, Michael B. Jordan literally says, watch me, uh, watch as we outwit, outplay and outlast, pause, each other in the ring. Could Creed 3 be the um, next, uh, was it Jack and Jill? <laughs> um, and be the next sponsor of Survivor Season 24? <laughs> what, what is, is Creed the is that the boxing is that the, the follow up yeah. from Rocky that's the yeah. boxing yeah okay uh, <laughs> yeah. that's worth a watch for sure they're, they're yeah. it may be hey mate watch as they outwit outplay and outlast each other in the ring <laughs> maybe they have like a boxing challenge coming up that'd be cool yeah that'd, that'd be really cool I don't, I don't see it in Australian Survivor, but def- possibly in season 44. I don't actually know Americans aren't going to be boxing in the ring. <laughs> anyway, all right, well, let's get to our vote outs, guys. We can, we can sort of smash through the first one. Fraser, let's rank him as a player. I, I'm personally, I'd like to see Fraser back. I know we didn't get a lot of him, uh, a lot of content from him in confessionals or screen time. 
But I feel like if he gets through that vote and he's not collateral, he actually has potential to make a deep run. Um, but unfortunately, he's just caught in the crosshairs. So, yeah, Fraser... Um, I actually wouldn't mind a Fraser return, personally. Mac? Yeah, I, I could see that. I feel sorry for him. He was like... He seemed like a fine guy, but he's in a tribe with George, Shawnee, Geordie, Stevie, Simon. Like, these, Simon. these guys take up the air. It's hard to get a confessional in. Um, given if it was, like, an all-newbie season, maybe he, he has a personality to pop, but it just wasn't the case, given just what was going on with the whole George and Simon, really. Um, yeah. So, he, look, I have no idea if he's good or not at this game. Like, he, he had friends in Simon, and he was close with Geordie, and then he flipped with Geordie. So, he's obviously got some sort of social capital. Um. Yeah. Look, if he returns or not, I probably don't care to be honest. Yeah, I I can't say I rate him as either a player or a character because we didn't see enough of him. The one memorable moment I do have was him and Geordie joking on the beach, and I did I did enjoy that moment. Like it was it was funny, like just sort of being like a little bit of a rebel. No, I don't want to cook the rice right now. <laughs> like that sort of that was that was that was that that made me giggle a little bit. Um, let's move on to Shani. Rank as a player. Um, in my personal opinion, she was a mateship player. She was a loyal player. Um, she didn't like people uh, being snakish or villainish. Maybe Survivor isn't the right thing for her. It was cool to see her on there, but like, I don't see her as a player. As a character, she was lovely. She definitely had a few confessionals. She had some of the some of, more of the confessionals of those newbie players. Um, but a lot of those were to do with Jerry, her friend. And I can't really think of a, a memorable moment other than she dropped the box. <laughs> <laughs> she dropped the box. <laughs> yeah, look, she was fine. Uh, um, I think Haley sums it up best in her voting confessional where she says, uh, Shani, if you tell someone you have an unbreakable alliance with someone then I'm going to break it. So that just tells me everything you need to know. Shani is a game player. Probably wasn't all there. Seemed like the nicest person in the world, and that's fine, but um, not in Survivor. Like, it's it's good to be nice, but you have to be at least flexible in your strategy, and she didn't seem to be any of that. So I don't think we'll see her again, being a celebrity that she is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she was fine for the few episodes, but, yeah, didn't love her. Yeah. How about you, James? What are your feelings? Yeah, no, I 100% agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah, Mac. Like, yeah, I don't think she showed uh, enough initiative or willingness to be flexible and adaptable um, in the game of Survivor. I mean, I think she... It's great that she was able to form, say, a really close, unbreakable bond with Jerry, but don't tell people about it if you're going to do that. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll see her again, but um, I'm pretty sure that Buckles is looking forward to seeing her back on Home and Away, maybe in the future. I've never seen Home and Away. Why do you guys all think I've watched Home and Away? Step up four, I heard Buckles. Yeah, step up four. Yeah, I oh, know. I think they made that already. Oh, right. <laughs> I definitely haven't watched it, but I think they made it. Um, no, I think uh, Step Up Three was enough for me. Or I did watch Step Up Four and disliked it, so stop watching them. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's let's get to Paige. Look. I, I I did I did treat her pretty hard this episode, but she was she was a good character. Again, the token country person. Uh, she had some cool sound bites. She seemed like she had 
a good thing going on the hero's try, but as I think James mentioned earlier in the episode, she just wasn't adaptable. Um, she Socially, she was probably a little bit too sure of herself. And um, I think the memorable moment I'm seeing from her was probably the rogue argument. <laughs> Uh, we haven't said that name yet this episode, so that was interesting. <laughs> but I, I would like I would like her to return, um, maybe in like six years, like get her to get her to thirty years old, a little bit more maturity, um, and yeah, she she might be able to do something. Get her to at least watch the show and realize that it's not all about mateship. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Like. Even though personally I'm not the biggest fan of Paige because I feel like she's probably the type of person who I'd probably crush her, clash with in real life just based on what we saw um, on the show. I do think that, yeah, maybe, yeah, in, you know, and I'll say, um, you know, five to ten seasons, if she did make a return when she's a little bit older, um, you know, potentially we could see some very, a lot more adaptable and fluent um, gameplay and potentially maybe, you know, uh, go from a player that went from pre-merge to then making a bit of a legacy. Um, but if you didn't return, I personally also wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. to me, um, just hearing you guys talk about it, it, it's very clear in my mind, this is female Sam Webb. They're the same person, one of the main as <laughs> a female. Um, very mateship, very work hard. You know, she has a little outburst. Sam has the same thing. Um, I don't like either of them, and if she doesn't come back, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. Look, I got a little bit of a soft spot for Paige. None for Sam Webb. So she's not completely Sam Webb. Uh, but then again, the, she didn't come back and do the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's move on to Buckle's buff of the episode. Um, I'm going to kick off episode seven straight away. Um, I did sort of think about Shawnee and Liz because they sort of came out with less targets, but you've got to give it to George, right? You've got to give it to George. Yeah, look, um, my buff of the episode 7, yeah, same thing, goes to George. Last week we said sometimes it's hard to, to pick a buff of the week. It's a bit You have to look at the nuance of the episode and what they did under the radar. This is not that. George, you know, he plays his idol. He's trying to flush another idol. All these, there's 10 plans. Um, yeah, you know, everything that's going on is perfect. George is, a, is the goat. He gets the buff for that episode. James, come on, mate. Is it going to be a threefer for the episode? Yep, 100%. George yes. gets the threefer. Um, yeah, without a doubt. Even though, yes, there were some flaws in what uh, he did. I mean, I think the the gameplay um, and what he, how he was able to snooker and manipulate uh, Simon um, was, yeah, World class. World class. Congratulations, George. If you're listening, you get the first three for buffs for the episode out of anyone ever. We're only run for <laughs> three weeks, but yeah, good on you, mate. Um, okay, Epi- episode eight, Mac. Who's your buff go? Um, yeah, episode eight. It was another one that was, I guess, fairly obvious. Um, I've gone with Ben for the buff of the week. He, he's found an idol. He's found his cookie idol. He's played his idol correctly, and I guess he's got the target that he wanted. Um, no one else really did a whole lot, so yeah, episode eight, buff goes to Ben. How about you, James? Who are you thinking? Who I think? Um, I I considered giving it to the box. Um, <laughs> so much drama. Um, but yeah, hands down, 
has to go to Ben. Yes, I know um, he received a majority of votes, and if it wasn't for an idol, he would have gone. But I think the way he was able to read that situation, for, uh, you know, and have the awareness to know I'm in trouble, find the idol to use it to save himself, but then also be able to then flip um, the vote and am- using ammunition to get the person out he wanted. I mean, that, I think, those definitely work in his favour, and he, he gets my, my buff of uh, buff for episode eight. Uh, awesome. I, too, gave it to Ben, so sorry, George. Ben got three as well, so it's not as cool. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, Ben Ben played this we- reasonably well. I don't completely understand why, but he flipped five, He flipped four votes. So i got to give it to him. Um, and then episode nine, I sort of wanted to give it to Jerry because of, like, the flip to the villains and the, uh, them back, and then he ends up becoming the best hero in that tribe sort of thing, the best position. And but I've got to give it to Shawnee. Shawnee killed it. Um, she saves George. She gives them the majority. She found the idol in the first place, her second idol. So I'm giving mine to Shawnee. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I tossed up between Shawnee and George, um, probably for similar reasons. Oh, I've gone with George, and I guess he won sixty thousand dollars, which is you know. A, a decent sizable amount of money. Um, he was a target. He got saved. He's, I guess, he's the one that threw Paige's name out um, because God doesn't like Paige. And <laughs> now he's in a majority, and he's got Shawnee by his side, willing to play an idol on himself, on on him. So I've gone with George. And James for the last buff of the week. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, I'm going to go a different route. I'm actually not going to give to. Um, anyone on the New Heroes Tribe. Um, so, yeah, my player for Episode 9, uh, uh, just purely because uh, of the way, you know, the tribe stuff unfolded, uh, which, you know, obviously is a part of luck, but also the way that they're able to position themselves. I'm going to give it, I'm, I'm going to probably give it to uh, to Geordie, just because, yes, I know he's in a little bit of a precarious position, but I think the way he was able to, you know, try and weave in and potentially insulate himself and maneuver within those alpha guys. Um, I yeah, as we spoke about before on uh, earlier this episode, um, yeah, if if that works and he can get himself to the merge, I think we'll look back on this as a pivotal moment in his game. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can say that. I, I I respect that. He's he definitely is in with Liz at least, who's on his good side, and uh, he does have some sort of connection with Simon, whether that be a good one or a bad one at the moment. Um, but there's, there's there, he's also got Nina there. I, I, I like that. I like that. He got lucky and not to mention he had a bit of content in this episode with the Sam Frost video call. Okay. Well, let's look to the scoreboard for Buckles buffer the episode. Um, we got Nina and Haley on one apiece. Okay. Shawnee's one from this week. Brings her up to two, which evens her up with Stevie, Flick, Simon, and Sean. So a lot of people on two. We've got Geordie and Ben on three. So they jump up. Ben not even on the leaderboard this week, and all of a sudden now he's up in equal second. And, of course, George on six. Yo. So 
Like, that just shows sort of... That was this week for George. Like, he's definitely done some good things this season, but this week, definitely. Okay, well, I guess, boys, it's time to wrap this up. It's been absolutely awesome. James, can you give us any spoilers about Canberra Survivor? Oh, can I give you any spoilers? Um, all I will say is, you know, first two episodes of um, Survivor Canberra have been ultimate sacrifice, have been incredible. But I will say, if you're if you're watching, keep watching. There's so much more to unfold. Bit of chaos, bit of fun, um, and just all around uh, great gameplay by the cast and um, you know and the work that also that Dan. Uh, and live they do hosting and the product that they've created, um, and in the, not just on the day but also in the edit, um, it's hundred percent yeah going to be great to, uh, and worthwhile to keep watching. Um, so that's about as much as I'll say uh, in regards to what happens in the future. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, can can we? Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get on it, Mac. I don't know how you haven't watched it yet, especially with our guest going on the podcast. He's listening to all our podcasts. Why haven't you watched his show, mate? I've been busy. We, you know, we just did an emergency pod. Like, I don't at the moment. I had no time, but I will get onto it. I've heard it's great. I want to see the orca in full full flight, not not flight. What does an orca do? Swim. The orca in full full stroke. So full stroke. To, well, I assume he's doing some sort of like a freestyle or something. <laughs> mate, the orca, I mean, the, the top of the food chain for a reason. Oh, is that what um, it is? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, so, uh, is there anything else you got, you want to plug, James? Um, no, I, I just want to, I just genuinely want to say, no, thanks for having me on. And, um, yeah, it's been great listening to the first couple of episodes of, uh, you know, Survivor Buffs, Blind Sides, and Banter. And, um, yeah, no, appreciate the opportunity. And, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you're able to get me on again because uh, it's been an absolute blast. Oh, definitely, mate. It's been awesome from our end. Um, Mac, you got anything going on, mate? Yeah, no, nah, just the usual. But um, if you've got this far you, and you haven't listened to the emergency pod yet, you're probably thinking, these guys forgot about the biggest tribal ever. No, we didn't. We did a full separate podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, go have a look. I'm sure it'll make this podcast more bearable because that one was a lot more fun. So much going on. Um, apart from that, yeah, uh, just the usual for me. Looking forward to Sunday. More Survivor. Can't get enough. Yay, more Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, don't forget to find us on all your social media. We're at Facebook on at Survivor, Buffs, Blindsides and Banter. We're on Instagram at Survivor underscore 3BS. And we're at Twitter at Survivor3BS. It has been awesome talking to you, James. It's been awesome talking to you again, Mac. It was awesome meeting you last week. And I am very happy with how this podcast turned out. <laughs> very good. Thanks, uh, Buckles. Thank you, James, for coming on. And uh, I'll see you all next week. Yeah, Definitely. Man. Thanks, boys. See you. Bye. Cheers. Is this Survivor? Are you listening to Survival? Guys, I think this is Survival. Dude, you must really like Survival.